You're listening to a curated podcast from the Beyond Infinity radio program broadcast live on Tuesdays from 11am from our Mornington studios in Victoria, Australia. Listen live on 98.7 or 98.3 FM or stream live from rwpfm.com.au. Presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young light pollution and this has been something we've actually come across in other earlier episodes of the program we talked to paul albers from the peninsula astronomical society there at the briars i think first friday of every month you can go there for mm-hmm. a public viewing night for your interest in there mm-hmm. with telescopes and stuff to use and one of the things that paul talked about light pollution being yep. an increasing issue as people transition to around the world they transition to led technology mm-hmm. which is cheaper and more efficient and all the rest of it unfortunately it was expected but there would be energy savings and there might be even reductions in the amount of light that's being put out mm-hmm. uh, polluting the skies making it harder to see the night sky see the stars but in fact that hasn't happened what's happened is people have just used more and more leds because they're cheap so there's actually more of a light problem even though we've got more efficient lights it affects wildlife it affects taxpayers uh, because they've got to pay for these extra lights to be yep. installed everywhere obviously the developing world is where we're seeing most new lights go in mm-hmm. but they can measure it from from above they, they've got satellites that look down and uh, take photos of the night sky yep. everywhere mm-hmm. and they can see that there's been very significant increases in the amount of light pollution over the last decade or so the real thing is that if you want to study or look at the stars then it becomes harder and harder to do so particularly if you're in a city yes. where we are on the peninsula it's, it's a bit it's not quite as bad you can you can see it gets dark enough at night to be able to see a reasonably full sky of stars so if you think back uh, over the history of humanity people for eons have been able to look up at the sky and wonder about what they are you know mm-hmm. so to people to not be able to do that is a, is a bit of a shame yeah but there are other implications as well plants can have their cycles disrupted by artificial light and also animals and wildlife can be adversely impacted by lots of light the example that's often cited is the effect on turtles in Western Australia because baby turtles look for the sun where it's setting over the water to work mm-hmm. out where they're supposed to be going to get into the water from once they've hatched. And if you've got other lights at the behind the beach, then they get confused and they often go the wrong way yeah. and they can wind up falling victim to predators, getting lost and dying of exposure or starvation or taking a lot longer to get to the water than they normally would. Wallabies also can delay giving birth by a month, putting them out of sync with the food resources they need and putting their joeys at risk as well. So just a couple of examples there in Australia that where light affects wildlife. So is there a call to make all the light of a similar wavelength so that therefore it can be filtered out? Or is there a call for a reduction of light in order to help these animals or other instances where there's issues? I think there's there's a call to use artificial light more intelligently. For example, I mean, LED lights are you know rel- relatively new technology. Mm-hmm. They are a better technology. They're more efficient. They use power more efficiently than older styles of lighting. But they're not being used properly. There is a call for cities in particular to spend more money on lighting design and less money on lighting so using them in a smarter way yep take advantage of the huge potential of leds to do lots of different things you can change their color the direction and the intensity of lighting Mm -hmm. and obviously if you've got an issue in your street don't shy away from calling up your local council they'll often put a shade if you're getting you know you've got a a street light blaring in your window next Mm -hmm. to your bed you can't even stop it with a blind or curtains or whatever you know ring up your local council and get them to put a shade over the light that may be something that they can do there is an app that's been set up by an organization called the international dark sky association this group made up of scientists urban planners environmentalists and concerned citizens this app is going to collect data from around the world and allow everyone to kind of contribute to understanding the impact of light 
Basically, you hold your smartphone up to the night sky. The app shows you what you should be able to see from your location, then asks you to report what you can see. In that way, the app records how bright the night is by measuring whether or not certain stars are visible. That app is called a loss of the night and you can get that i think it's for both ios and android have a look on your app store for that one of the most startling statistics that came out of the international dark sky association is that in the united states alone wasted light costs more than 4.1 billion australian dollars and releases roughly 21 million tons of carbon dioxide each year so if we're concerned about warming up the planet and undue emissions then just use lighting more intelligently for benefits for wildlife benefits for the atmosphere uh, and even for people as well being able to see the night and marvel at the stars that are up there thanks for listening and head to beyondinfinity.com.au for the best bits from the live show or to connect with us on social media we welcome your feedback and suggestions for future shows